0: The Jaguars are future focused. Future focus. This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC, is brought to you by Farrah & Farrah, Baptist Health, and by TIAA Bank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick,
1: Welcome in. It's Jaguars post-game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags' magical run ends short in the AFC Divisional Playoff game. Final score in Kansas City. Chiefs 27, Jaguars 20. Plenty of coverage ahead. We'll go back to Kansas City. Bucky Brooks standing by there for some final conversations at the end of this Jaguars run, J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and Fred Taylor is with us on the phone line after a loss to the Chiefs, and, and Fred, just some missed opportunities today, some key drops, obviously the fumble right there inside the five-yard line was uh, a key one, but boy, the, the 98-yard drive led by Chad Henney in the second quarter turned out to, to be a huge piece of this football game. The Jags just couldn't get off the field in that moment. Fred, Good evening.
2: Good evening j p. hey Mike what's going on hey, boss um, everything you just said j p uh and, and at the end of the day, the better team won the team that came you know the team that made the least amount of mistakes, the team that executed the best, you know we watched an amazing football game for more than three and a half quarters. We didn't see a turnover. we saw minimal penalties uh and they all laid it on the line. uh but the team that made the least amount of turnovers, the least amount of mistakes. You know, when it was crunch time, the team that went and executed, uh, you mentioned that 98-yard drive uh, by Chad Henney. And I was – I've never slammed a piece of furniture in my life. That was mind-boggling to me. I'm like, we just got to stop the run. Press Henney, stop the run. You should get him off the field. But that didn't happen. But more than anything, I do want to salute the team, the organization, the city, Uh, just everybody involved, anybody that's associated with the Jaguars. It was so much fun these past couple weeks, past couple months, last month and a half, just to be a part of it. It was great. And it's good to see that this team, the potential that this team has, they competed, you know, they they played with the big dogs, I guess I can say that, uh, being so young. Um, So just hats off to them, man, for just going out there and competing and uh, doing Duval proud. Proud.
0: Yeah, you knew they would,
2: Fred. You knew they'd
0: fight until the final gun. I mean, if they've proven nothing else, that's what this team is made of. But just a shame they didn't get that opportunity. Who knows what happens if Jamal Agnew hangs on to that football and they score on the next play. You know, I think we're going to have an off-season of what-ifs. But what i got to ask you about, because it it just kept coming up throughout the game, including on that Henny-led 98-yard drive, it seemed like every time they needed five yards, Travis Kelsey would run six or seven yards, turn around, and there wasn't anybody within two or three yards of him. Fred, what was the coverage plan on Travis Kelsey, particularly in the first half today?
2: You know, Mike, that's um, that's just those guys improvising. We had Travis on the Pivot uh, episode a few months ago, and he basically told us, "Look, when 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 things break down and fifteen turns into Superman, you know, I got to turn into." His, um, into his uh a sidekick basically. So he said, I just box out, i move, I kinda know we got a feel for that. And if you look at those plays, you know, they had pretty okay coverage at first. But when he separates, you know, that's that gives you that two yard uh distance there. And he's he's making the big plays on third downs to break our back. You know, I count I charted multiple plays, third and six, a few third and sixes here and there. he, he they just connected when they needed to. And uh, I think he did. He broke some sort of record, or tied a record, or something. Uh, but he has 17 targets, 14, um, 14 receptions just shy of 100. But he, he's an All-Pro soon, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Whenever he's done with this game, and he's going to get his at the end of the day.
1: Fred Taylor with us, JP Shadrick, Mike Dempsey. We're uh, out to Kansas City. We'll go back there in just a little bit. We'll hear from Doug Peterson. Bucky Brooks is standing by. At Arrowhead uh, Jaguars today, offensively, Fred felt like it was a horizontal attack a lot of the day, a lot of screens, a lot of wide stuff. They had a couple of chances down the field uh, early in the game. Obviously, the Kirk drop was a big one, but um, yeah. they were trying to spread them out today. It felt like Fred.
2: Yeah, they tried to uh, spread them out, and you know I thought they did okay. Obviously, you got to execute those plays. That that deep ball there, that was a big play. Uh, yeah, a couple penalties earlier in the game. The one, um, the one by uh, Walker Little that took him the tripping penalty on second and five, took him out of field goal range. And they had to take a punt. So those little plays add up. JP, uh, obviously uh, the Agnew fumble, the bigger, the bigger play of the day. Um, I don't know. They, they go back. They watch this film, or either they just it out and they get ready for an amazing offseason. See how they can build and and move forward but um I thought they had a pretty good game game plan offensively uh they uh, the 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 turnovers there hurt later in the game defensively they had a good good deal as well but uh they just allowed Kansas City to convert on too many third downs when uh when they needed them
0: it's a shame for Jamal Agnew uh Fred that that'll be the lasting memory from this game because he was unbelievable i mean he averaged yeah. 43.7 on his kickoffs, and didn't take one to the house. So, that's pretty remarkable. And then uh, another, you know, three for 23 in punt returns. But, man, I mean, it looked a couple of times like he might have one man to beat and just couldn't get by the last guy.
2: Right, right. No, hats off, man. I gotta show love when it's due. Jamal played a solid game. You know, obviously that fumble is highlight. You know, the crucial point in the game in which it happened, you know, that that's gonna always be something that the fans, the the, the the networks are going to show because it was such a crucial turning point because it it was an opportunity for the team to get back in it and and being that the type of games that they played leading up to this moment everybody felt that here we go again here comes the Jags but unfortunately that didn't happen then couple that with the, the 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 late interception there by Trevor uh, but again man I, I thought these guys had made it something out of nothing with this season I want to celebrate that and hopefully they can do some good moves in the offseason that will make them you know, two games better, and hopefully we can end up in a big dance.
1: Plenty more ahead on Jaguars postgame. We're out to Kansas City. Bucky Brooks is standing by. We'll hear from Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson after a loss in the AFC Divisional Playoff game. Chiefs 27, Jaguars 20. And this is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor after a Jaguars loss in the AFC Divisional Playoff game against the Chiefs, 27-20. The Chiefs now 15-3. They're headed to the AFC Championship game for the fifth consecutive season. Every season, Patrick Mahomes has been a regular starter. They have now been in the AFC title game. The Jaguars finished with a 10-9 overall record, including the postseason. The Duval Divisional Watch Party at Daly's Place was presented by Farah & Farah, the official personal injury law firm of the Jaguars, and Patron Tequila. And let me tell you, it was jam-packed in a raucous crowd at Daly's Place today. Well done, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, not many of those, because hopefully we'll have home field next year. That'd That'd be great, great, right?
0: Just in time for the NFL to go Neutral site for the championship <laughs> right. games. Right? Oh, gosh. I mean, Can you they're, imagine?
1: they're leaning in that direction. That's what the word is. Oh, so. my gosh. We'll see. Um, all right. So, we're out to Bucky Brooks standing by for head coach Doug Peterson. We'll see um, what he has to say after a, a tough one to take today. Obviously, the Jaguars never had the lead. You know, they, they trailed early. They tied the game 7-7 in a big moment. It was 10-7, and then... The ninety-eight yard drive, Henny to Kelsey for the touchdown, capped it off, made it a ten-point game, and it was catch up from there throughout. And the Jags just couldn't catch up in this one.
0: You know, and Fred, I, I really think the the key play and all that. We talk about Chad Henny leading that drive, and he did. He was five of seven passing, but I think for twenty-three yards on the entirety of the drive. You had the fifteen-yard roughing, which I thought was the right call. But Isaiah Pacheco going for thirty-nine yards to set up a first and yeah. goal inside the five changed the outlook of that drive. It's still at that point, you're like, all right, you know, Henny's thinking of Duncan, maybe we hold him to three here, and we still have the momentum. But that play set up what would be the Travis Kelsey's second touchdown of the day. And not a backbreaker, but uh, definitely a deflating play.
2: Uh, Certainly deflating, Mike. Uh, I think uh, they had 60 yards of of the 98. 60 of those yards were rushing yards. And uh, that being capped off by that 39-yard run by Pacheco. And Henny went in there and did what any, you know, uh, quality backup who's been around as long as, as he has, he went in, he managed the game. He didn't allow it to get away or get too big for the moment, you know, the, the, and they and they kept it simple for him. That's what great head coaches do and Andy Reid, you know, they had a drive starter, they had a few runs that they were successful with. They they dipped it, uh, they dunked, dunked it off, you know, right there in the flat a few times and then eventually right there for the touchdown to Travis Kelsey at the end, a little two-yard uh, flat route there. So they took advantage of uh, their skilled players and didn't allow, again, the the, the pressures to get uh, beyond uh, uh, Chad Haney. And I, he did well there. And I, I just felt like defensively, if we stopped that run, put some pressure on Haney,
1: not about that a final score in the AFC divisional playoff game in Kansas City Chiefs 27 Jaguars 20 and time now for the locker room report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars Bucky Brooks is at arrowhead with head coach Doug Peterson in a divisional round but looking at this game did the game play out the way that you expected or the way that you guys
3: wanted it well no because we lost um, but I knew, you know, that this game, if we get it into the fourth quarter, whether we're tied or down by, by three or seven, it gives us an opportunity, you know, to, to potentially you know, pull this thing out. It's kind of it's what we've been able to do. Um, but I look at this game, too, you know, and, and look at some of the mistakes that were made, um, some of the, you know, untimely penalties, um, you know, failed um, protection offensively. Communication, whatever it might be, and those are things that are that are disappointing because those are things that we work on. And I know we're going to get beat. There's there's times we're going to get beat, and we're going those things are going to pop up. But we've played a lot of football too this season, and um, you know we just can't have those types of things. And, and these big games like this show up, um, <clears throat> and they did, and and that's kind of a little bit of the disappointing thing. But very proud of the guys for you know no one gave us a chance. No one gave us any any you know opportunity to be in this football game, even going back to to September and October and and all of that. So my hats off to our guys and coaching staff and you know for uh, for playing in the AFC divisional round. You know, so in, in in thinking about that and thinking about the way the game played out, um, obviously you said you have played a lot of football this year, but how long does it take a team to learn how to win in the playoffs? Much different in the regular season. Well, we've had two playoff games and we're one and one, and and so these are these are teachable learning moments and. To come here in this type of atmosphere you know I, I go back to april and and i i told the team in april i said expect to play playoff games on the road in cincinnati buffalo and kansas city those are your top three afc teams that are out weather you know our outdoor stadiums loud the whole thing um <clears throat> you know and so moments like this these last two football games being able to do what we've done energize a city right energize a, a, a town energize and fans uh, is only going to make us better moving forward and and that's the part that I'm excited about and and being in these games our guys are going to learn our quarterback's going to learn just what it means and what it takes um and and that's where it starts it has to start with you know the self-evaluation and and you know go from there what would be your message to the team when you have the final team meeting what would be your message
1: Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC continues. JP Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor after a Jags loss in Kansas City. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com. Time now for the Kingfish Pest Control Defensive Play of the Game, and we will go back to the third quarter. Jaguars defense on the field, of course. It was a third and one and then they ran the tight end in motion from off the left tackle, and he ran up under center, took the snap, tried to sneak straight ahead, and was stopped short, and it forced a punt after that. Jaguars couldn't do anything with it on the offensive side, but that play forced the punt, got him off the field for the second straight drive to open the second half. So that third down and one stop is the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. Let the pros tackle the pests in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. Well, Fred, you know when you're facing Andy Reid and uh, enemy and Mahomes, they're going to have some uh, kind of tricks up their sleeves throughout the day. That was one of them right there, that third and one play, and uh, a heads-up play from the Jaguars to to stuff that play early. Or, uh, yeah, second drive, third quarter.
2: Yeah, JP, you know, Coach Reid is a mastermind at what he does offensively and how to get those guys together and prepare but the defense played they, – they play. They had their moments. You know, they had their moments. Again, I go back to – I thought they had a good game plan uh, uh, for uh, Travis Kelsey. We knew the offense was going to go through him. But then you put so much attention on him, then they get the other guys involved. And Patrick Mahomes, obviously, you know what he brings to the table. But I think overall, though, man, just looking at these statistics, I know you guys will get into them. The defense, um, they, they played fairly good, just – didn't do enough.
1: Right, they couldn't get that big play in a couple right, key moments to get off the field or right. whatever. And that, those turnovers
2: that we – I kept screaming, turnovers, it's right. time for a turnover. It's time for us to get a turnover. And that they had an opportunity there. I think Foyer uh, lewican jumped in front of it. Uh, Tyson Campbell probably almost had a shot at it too. And it was the Henny ball at the 23, at the uh, Chiefs 23. Man, that could have done some wonders for this game. But neither here nor there, it didn't happen. But I had hope for it there, throughout the entire duration. But they they played okay.
0: Yeah, if you had said that the Chiefs are going to throw for 218 yards are in this game, taking that all day. Oh, absolutely. Are you yeah. Kidding me? I mean, no matter absolutely. who's playing quarterback uh, for that <laughs> right. team. But The, the <clears throat> problem is, they ended up throwing three touchdowns. I mean, it, this is hard to do. Chad Henney averaged 3.3 yards per attempt. <laughs> on that drive, but, uh, was able to, you know, just hit enough little passes to, to move them along. But, uh, Fred, what's the biggest thing they need to do to get better on defense? Is it just simply to find more pass rush or what?
2: I like to see, uh, uh, a stronger rush, uh, you know, not to minimize what those guys are out there, what they're doing, but you know, we, we, we are, um, we're spectators. And if we can see certain plays build up, and we say, "Man, why why can't they get to them? Why can't they? Why haven't they made the play? Why, you know, why don't we have the sacks right now?" And those things happen. Those guys are all out there playing hard. I, I, it just sometimes seems that we're covering for a while. So I, I would like to see uh, a, a better rush, and I would also like to see the guys in better position uh, defensively, and that's just across the board. You know, I'm not knocking any uh, play callers or anything, but sometimes I'm looking at what Mike said there. I thought, you know, I thought they ran the ball well, ran it efficiently, but based on how the game was playing out, that's all it allowed for them to be able to call in that situation. They, they couldn't get off schedule too much and, and, and risk being down too much uh, after, you know, trying to defend the high-powered uh, Chiefs offense. But overall, I, I thought they did a good job running it. Just couldn't really find that natural balance and that flow to consistently run it to get you know to that twenty-five, thirty carry mark, and a few penalties here and there uh, uh, changed that as well. Uh, so, uh, man, you hate to see a team that was so balanced end up you know on the other on the on the wrong side of uh, the win-loss column. Um, but it's encouraging. I can say it's very encouraging.
0: Yeah, one more. I I don't add these all the time. Uh, Jamal Agnew, it's worth mentioning once oh, again, yeah. averaged 43.7 yards on. on his three kickoff returns today and uh, handled three punt returns uh, for 23 yards as well. Riley Patterson made both of his field goals. Logan Cook uh, did a nice job pinning Kansas City deep, as he typically does. He had a, a more uh, representative game than he did last week, but uh, still obviously not enough.
1: Not enough today. Yeah. Not enough yeah. today. Hey, let's come back. Uh, we'll get the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting when we return. Final score, 27-20 Chiefs over the Jaguars. This is Jaguars post-game on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame is presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. Jaguars fall in Kansas City. Chiefs 27, Jaguars 20. The Chiefs are on to the AFC Championship game. The Jaguars finish with a loss in the divisional round after a 3-7 and seven start to the season. They rallied to win the division. They rallied to win the wild card game last week and they were in the mix in this game in Kansas City, just unable to make the big play at the big time. It is time now for the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. I get a vote, Mike gets a vote, Fred gets a vote and a half. Mike, how about you start us? All right, I I would have been all about Jamal Agnew right up until that crucial
0: fumble. I I just could not give him the player of the game with the, the game on the line there. That turnover really sunk the Jags at that point. I'm going with Travis Etienne here. Uh, he had 13 opportunities. He caught all three of his targets in the passing game. Carried it 10 times for 62 yards, and of course scored the touchdown. And I thought consistently, Fred ran through a lot of arm tackles. So, you know, sometimes he's shown a little bit of patience on those runs, but he finished them, wrapped the ball up, and generally plowed through the first contact today. I, I thought Travis Etienne looked pretty good. Would have liked to have seen him get some more opportunities, but I'm going with him for my vote.
2: All right, Fred, what you got? Uh man, man, it's tough. This one's tough. I like, you know, I like what Mike is saying there. I would have liked to see Travis double his attempts output. You know, maybe he would have had a bigger day, a uh, bigger game. Um, uh, it's tough for me right here. But I think I'm going to go with the quarterback, man. The statistics aren't pretty. Obviously, the QBR has only had a last late quarter uh, in his last late game interception. But I just think he's he's been the glue to this team, and uh, I'm sort of bringing in other games, you know, as we um, finish here for the season. But uh, if they had an opportunity to fight, it was going to Trevor, and I don't think throughout the course of the game he put him in any bad situations. You know, he would have had a beautiful deep ball right there to uh, Christian Kirk, a few other passes. Um, I go to quarterback man just because I just like his pedigree and what he's all about, and the success of the Jaguars is going to go through Trevor Lawrence.
1: It does feel like, you know, uh, we've gotten to the point now where you just want a chance with a ball in his hand in a key moment. Yeah, man. You know, even down 10, they get down the field, they're short field, but they still get into inside the five-yard line and, and a chance at least. When he's got it. So, Fred, I think you talked me into it. I'm going with Trevor Lawrence as well. <laughs> yeah, 24-39 today, 217, touchdown interception. But it's more about the feel after the back half of the season for him and what this could be moving ahead. They've got receivers around. We'll talk a little more about the future coming up. And they're adding a piece this off season as well. So there's a lot to look forward to with the quarterback play. So he's the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. And if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Baptist Health Injury Report When We Return, Jags Fall in Kansas City 27 20 in the AFC Divisional Playoff Game, and it's Jaguars Post Game on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back, Jaguars Post Game presented by Florida Home AC Chiefs 27, Jaguars 20 in the AFC Divisional Playoff Game. Time now for the Baptist Health Injury Report. Baptist Health changing health care for good. There was a scare with Christian Kirk late in the game, but he came back onto the field after a few plays out. That was obviously, I mean, Agnew came in, the fumble happened. I, I'm not, I don't know this, but I would guess that's probably a situation Christian Kirk would have been in. Um, either way, Kirk comes back in. That's good news. We'll see what it is moving ahead. You know, we, we focus, though, on some of the guys who are on injured reserve. And Ben Barch was injured early in the season, was the left guard to start the season, and was really starting to play well when he was banged up. We'll see what his status is moving ahead in the offseason. He's been uh, coming in rehabbing. We see him on the sideline during games. He's around and involved and uh, rehab going pretty well, it sounds like. And Cam Robinson, same way. Um, you know, obviously, big money left tackle was playing really well this year. and what does his rehab have to offer in this off season? And then Dewan Smoots, the one that's the big question mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously in a contract year, the Achilles issue was that New York, I guess he did that late in the game when the game was decided. Um, that's one you're going to have to look at and see where where he is.
0: Well, you, you look, too, though, th- that's not many starters to go down, and Smoot was really a key reserve, mm-hmm. not so much a starter. And the Jags were fortunate enough that they had Walker Little able to come in and play at a high level, and they had the reliable Tyler Shatley. They didn't get pushed on their depth too much this year in terms of necessity. So, again, you hope it goes that way again Next year, and uh, you know, certainly with the the key guys, Fred. But that's no guarantee. And I think they took advantage. I think it was a big reason why late in the season they were as effective as they were, uh, because a lot of their key guys were able to play most of the season intact.
2: Right, and in the NFL, Mike, JP, you guys know it's about next man up. It's about trying to create consistency through your backups from your starters through your backup. But when those guys went out. You know the backup, they were they were ready. They went out there and actually performed well. You know the offensive line did an amazing job this year, of minimizing the, the the sack output uh, that they gave that versus you know the last couple years, uh, along with Trevor and his release and, and getting the ball out. But I just think as a as a whole, uh, they they will go back evaluate the roster and make the necessary decisions, crunching the cap cap, you know doing whatever they have to do to make this, you know, a, a better uh, football team going forward. They made some tough decisions throughout the course of the year. You look back, to James Robinson trade, everybody thought they were crazy. Boom. The emergence of Travis Etienne, he, he showed that, you know, he was ready and more than capable to get the, the job done. And, um, you know, he missed a few guys. Uh, Griffin, uh, Shaquille Griffin, you know, and then Williams came in and played really well this season. Tyson Campbell. You know, he showed that he's had a better uh, um, campaign, you know, uh, this year. So uh, I think they have a lot of good pieces in place, uh, and going forward, uh, they'll just evaluate these guys and see how they can make the roster better. So again, I'm 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 excited for how the season turned out this year, uh, and I just hope that they can continue to build on that, uh, so we can have a lot more to cheer about next year. Because this was fun. This run was fun. Y'all know this was fun. Those home games, the, the beating the Titans, beating the Cowboys, you know, beating the Chargers, uh, seeing Trevor, you know, out duel uh, his kind of contemporary and you know, Justin Herbert, he's two and versus Justin. So There's a lot of exciting things happening this year. Seeing the seeing the, the the rise of Sunshine Trevor Lawrence. I mean, just a lot of good things, man. So I'm excited to see what this team holds uh, next year.
1: We'll come back in a moment. Final thoughts. We'll wrap it up for the season. Jaguars fall in Kansas City. 27 20, the final score. And this is Jaguars post game on the Jaguars Radio Network. Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. Jags fall in Kansas City in the divisional round 27-20, the final score. Jags finish 10-9 overall. Kansas City's on to the AFC Championship game for the fifth consecutive season. And we're on to the offseason. Fred, you mentioned it earlier, the Jaguars have the 24th pick in the NFL draft. We can save all that talk for a little bit later, but that's next on the horizon. Of course, Senior Bowl coming up in a couple weeks. We'll see what Jaguars' representation is there. Combine at the end of February, early March. And then uh, here we go into the off-season program. We'll see <laughs> the dates on that. Doug Peterson, <laughs> we remember there was all that uproar about the veterans sitting out the mini camp, you know, or the the mandatory camp, and all that. You you never know what Doug Peterson what the off-season schedule will look like. But um, that's for the months ahead. But for our final moments here, Fred, it's been um, a pleasure. Working with you again, man. Pre-game interviews every week are a highlight of my week. Every Friday I get to sit down for about 15 minutes with you and, and preview the game and get in your head a little bit, and then or a lot. And then uh, now on this post-game show, we've been doing this how long, Dempsey? Nine years? Uh, you and I, nine years. And Fred's uh, been on for what, five, six? Freddie, how long has it that? How long have you been on with us? Uh, something, I think
2: a few more than that. I thought so, it was around eight. Wow. But I could be wrong. But I don't, I don't know. I believe it was... Somewhere around that number, maybe around eight, seven, eight.
1: But it's been um, it's been but, fantastic, man, all of them.
2: Yeah, it's been great. I've learned a lot from both of you guys. I tell you that all the time, man. I, I sit back, observe, and, and I, I learn tempo. I learn praise. I learn when to jump in. It, it, it actually got me to the point where I'm hosting a, a podcast. I never knew I – my wife didn't either know I talked so much. And I know sometimes <laughs> you guys feel like, Fred, are you ever going to shut up? Like, I need to shut up now. But, uh, I enjoy working with you guys, man, um, and Likewise. I appreciate everything you've taught me.
0: Man, if there's one rule in Jaguar everything, it's that there's never too much Fred Taylor. Got okay? that right. I mean, seriously, uh, you know that, Freddie, and uh, absolutely, look, I, I echo what you said earlier. I think it was pretty special, uh, particularly the second half of the season. We had some of the greatest highs I can remember following these Jaguars, particularly, I mean, certainly nothing to approach it in the last five years. And the good thing is we all feel with Peterson and Lawrence coming back and obviously plenty of other key players. But as long as you got that head coach-quarterback yeah. combo, man, uh, and Trevor's 23 years old, Fred, uh, good days ahead.
2: Yeah. A lot of good days ahead, man. A lot of great days are ahead. Uh, you ever think you'll be a part of a, a situation where you have, with the Titans, the, the biggest – uh, regular season game in, in team history, and then the very next week you have the biggest game or comeback game in team history. So many beautiful moments, man, I look back on this this year. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see what Trevor brings us next year. And not just Trevor, but everybody. Yeah. But just, uh, you know, it, it's such a great thing to have a QB1 and a franchise quarterback with so much potential. So, uh, And we know this is a quarterback lead. So that's why I keep saying Trevor. But I know it's a team effort uh, as as a collective. But, uh, boy, that was exciting to watch these last couple weeks.
1: Fred, great stuff. We will talk to you down the line and uh, have a great few weeks. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Be well, man.
2: I'll see you guys in a minute. Be good.
1: Fred Taylor, check him out on the pivot. He's doing fantastic work there as well. Uh, Thanks to our entire crew here, of course. Uh, Tony Smith, Linda Fortunato, Donna Murphy, David Cho on the video side, and uh, for Mike Dempsey, I'm J.P. Shadrick. On our flagship station, stick around. The scoreboard show is next. For the final time this season, we'll take your calls at 355-NFL1. That'll do it for Jaguars postgame. Final score for the final time. Chiefs 27, Jaguars 20 in the AFC Divisional Playoff game. This has been Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network.
0: Welcome to the Jaguars Scoreboard Show. This is your...